25th Line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now, here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman. What is up, everyone? And welcome to another edition of Subjectively Speaking on the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. My name is Jeremy. And I am Laura. And we wouldn't want to start this episode any differently than we ever do um, with mania, with mania. And (laughs) I haven't told Laura this yet, but I know something about Laura that she probably doesn't want shared. What's that? You have the audacity to tell me that you've never played Wordle. Yeah, that's correct. (laughs) So in order for us to continue having this friendship and this podcast and this business. Um, I need you to get on your phone right now, and we're going to play Wordle live on Subjectively Speaking um, for the first time ever. I've taught you hockey. I feel like I can teach you Wordle. I just think it's funny that it (laughs) bothers you so much that I have not caught on to this. Like, It's exactly, it is exactly like TikTok with you, because I knew the entire time that you would enjoy it. I feel like you have a real care for the English language. And I, I know do. You have, and I know that you have a real care for 15 to 60 second shitpost videos. And so when I pushed you to TikTok, I knew that I was doing something right. And now I know that I'm doing something right. Okay. All right. So I just texted you the link. Yeah. You're going to. All right. So do you have it pulled up? Show me a screen. Is it pulled up? All right, stunning. Okay, so the way it works, you're going to guess any five-letter word. I would recommend using a word that uses, you know, you're familiar with, uh, like, Wheel of Fortune, the whole, like, R-S-T-L-N-E thing. Uh So it's like, use a word to start that uses a lot of those to try to, like, help you, because what it's going to do is it's going to tell you if you have any words that are in, or any letters that are in the right place. Any letters that are in the word but in the wrong place, and any letters that are not in it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, just a trade secret. I start with the word notes. You okay. can also start with stone, whatever vibe you're feeling with those five. But I'm gonna start with notes. I'm gonna start with stone. I just realized that we can't say what the word is, or else we will get canceled. So we're going to have to do this secretly, but I have faith in us. Okay. Nothing happened. Was something supposed to happen? Did you hit enter, perhaps? Oh, enter. Okay, great. (laughs) So it should tell you if it's green, it means it's in the right place. If it's yellow, it means it's in the word, but in the wrong place. And if it is gray, it means that it is not in the puzzle. Okay. So then you just keep going. You just keep going and you have six chances to get it. And if you don't get it, um, well, that sucks. But And there's no, like, hints or anything? Nope. It is any five-letter word in the dictionary. See, my second word only gave me one that I didn't already have. So this is I'm having a really hard time now remembering words, five-letter words. Right? (laughs) Especially the end that have... Hold on, don't say it out loud because... (laughs) No, I won't because I don't want to be canceled. Yeah, people will get so mad if we give out the answer on this podcast. I'm just having a hard time remembering words that end with this specific letter that are five five letters. So currently where I'm at, in case you're curious, I'm on guess five. I have two... I have two letters that are correct. I have the first two letters. Mm. The middle letter I don't have. And then the other two letters are yellow. So I have four out of the five letters and I cannot think of a single word. (laughs) Oh my God, I just thought of it. Oh my God, I think I got it. I am that bitch. Okay, continue. I feel much better about my life than I did 30 seconds ago. Oh. Did you get it? Yep. (laughs) Hell yeah, Laura. So Laura just got her first ever Wordle, everybody. You're going to have to cut out 95% of the first 10 minutes of this. 
No, probably only like 43, but that's okay. Um, guess what? Laura won Wordle. The Blue Jackets won against the Chicago Blackhawks. I do honestly just blame these 8.30 start times for why our podcasts sometimes the following day are just so manic because it is very hard to watch an entire hockey game uh, and <laughs> record a podcast after when it is – I'm dropping things – when it is 12, 17 p.m. a.m. even. <laughs> yes, that is. But, but a really exciting was- one. It was. It was – really fun it was kind of boring in the middle part of the second period but then things got really exciting yeah Um, i made a mistake and i literally was recording a voice memo to laura um talking about just how boring the second period was going and uh i'll play that for you all here um take a look Oh my god, this period got fucking boring. Oh my god, the sh- the fucking Blackhawks has scored. I'm <laughs> I can't make this up. I'm sorry. So my bad. But um, yeah, the Blue Jackets. Wow, that was a fun one. That that was a lot of goals. There were a lot of goals. There were three, in fact, for Mr. Patrick Line. Patrick. Patrick. Yes, or hat trick Patrick, as we oh, are now God. calling him. His first hat trick as a Columbus Blue Jacket. His, I was a, amazed, his ninth career hat trick. Yeah. He Correct. is 23 there, years old. There are players who are probably pretty good players in the NHL that had not scored 27 goals, period, by the time that they were 23, let alone scored 27 goals in nine games. Mm-hmm. And it might even be more than that, because it might even be that he had a four-goal game in there somewhere that we don't even know about. But, yes, Patrick Laine gets his hat trick. He redeems himself. Uh, Patrick Laine, the redeemer, uh, he gets himself a goal, um, an empty net goal, one that he could not find against Washington to start the road trip. Uh, but man, oh man. But it was a nice little bookend, like a nice little like, hey guys, let's end this road trip, this 11 day, five game road trip. It's been a lot a of hockey. Trick, it is a lot of hockey. With a hat trick from Patrick Line. And with having, I want to say it's the. <laughs> first time in Blue Jackets history that they've ever taken away more than six points in a five-game road trip? I, um, yeah, I could see that. I'll take your word for it. I, yeah. I mean, it's just, like, you don't really, like, when you go on road trips like that, obviously, like, especially when you're a team like we are this year, where it's, like, originally it was one of those things where it's, like, I don't know what this is going to look like. This road trip could be no bueno. Because, I mean, these also have not been, I mean, with the exception of Chicago and Buffalo. um, Am I forgetting a team that maybe, oh, and Montreal. Okay, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself. (laughs) Washington and Calgary are probably the only two teams in that that would give you problems if you were an average team. But they find a way to get four wins. I mean, it's you, you can't be upset about that if you're the Blue Jackets. And I'm choosing to not be upset about it so that way we don't have to talk about that game against the Flames. But, you know, I finally watched that. I was at the camp concert, so I didn't see a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I did finally watch that Andrew Peake goal, and it was not like what I would expect it to have been. And I call it the Andrew Peake goal because it's not really. But I really – he literally shot that in the net. I thought it was like a deflection. He literally shot that in the net. No, this is um, similar to something that happened to me as a child. Um, and we – you may have done this as well. But, like, we used to play floor hockey in gym class. Oh, and I was a bad bitch at floor hockey. See, I um, – not so much. I yeah, was actually was like, why Why do you like get into the butterfly when you're goaltending? I said, because I'm no punk bitch. That's why. Um, I was terrified of 
um, most things and most sports as a child. Um, and did not super enjoy gym class. Um, and of course my like worst fear was, uh, occurred, uh, in, in floor hockey one day where I scored on my own team. And cause I was like really excited that I finally got the ball and just forgot what I was supposed to do and put it in the, put it in the wrong net. So, Tough. but here we are, ladies and gentlemen. I love hockey. Yeah, you figured it out. I did. You figured exactly. it out real, real good. Yeah, I, I think obviously the other thing you take away from this is just some of the performances of some of the players. Obviously, Patrick Line, we're going to probably talk plenty about him on this episode, but <laughs> you look at where the jackets are now, and I'm not saying anything. But what I'm saying is that they're only nine points back of the Buff or the Boston Bruins um, for a second wild card spot. Yeah, no, they are uh, ahead of them. But yeah, I mean they're behind Detroit in the standings, but they've got three games in hand. They both have five ten points percentage. So I don't know six oh four in Boston. It's probably a real stretch, but. The fact that this team is playing above 500 hockey after that road trip, that says something. Yeah, we've got, I mean, it's it's busy the next two weeks um, as far as the Blue Jackets schedule is considered. So it's going to be interesting to see how this continues. It's going to be nice to have them back home for a good amount well, for basically almost all um, of the next couple of weeks would be with uh, one little short road trip to Florida and Carolina. But, um, yeah, it's just – it was a real group effort tonight. I mean, obviously, Patrick Line got three of the seven Blue Jackets goals. But, I mean, there were still four other Blue Jackets that contributed um, this evening. And the Blackhawks, I mean – not without trying. I mean, how many times did we hear? And the Blue Jackets are back up to a two-goal lead. Like, the Blackhawks kept cutting the deficit pretty quickly after we would get um, a two-goal lead. Um, and they they cut that deficit as, the fastest, I think, um, in the first period where we were up to um, – and then almost immediately they scored two very quick goals – um after that but yeah i mean stop us if you heard it before <laughs> every time it almost sounded like jody and and jeff were getting annoyed by it they're like and it's too goal lead again <laughs> and it's too goal lead but mr i'm wearing his shirt right now mr captain boone jenner um got the game started getting his 20th goal of the season the big 2-0 which is awesome for Boone. It's awesome for the team. He is, you know, leading the way. Um, and then Chinnikov is was just having himself an evening within a goal and assist on the night. Um, yeah. And he got a couple penalty minutes because, you know, he likes to play it dangerous sometimes. Um <laughs> But so they got it going. And then obviously, like I just said, um, Chicago couldn't handle that. You know, they were used to ruining our lives all of last season. So they needed us to feel the contempt. Um, I think I think you put it best, a, a taste of our own humble soup. Um, and they got it to a an even score. But then... He ends a 16-game goalless streak. Which felt fake. It did feel fake, but I went back and looked. No, I mean, I Um, listen, the stats are the stats, but I definitely, like... But he's had assists. Well, and I haven't thought, like, thought during this, like, period of time, like, wow, Max has been absent. Like, I haven't really thought that at any point in time, so it is just kind of, like, shocking to me. But... 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is true. I mean, first goal in 16 games. Yeah, so Max Domi, uh, towards the end of the first period, gets us that um, important third goal to end the period 3-2. Um, and again, you know, what are second periods without a little confusion? Um, nine seconds into the second period, Patrick Line scores what has to be one of the more confusing goals for officials um, because it took like a solid four minutes for them to decide if it was a real goal or not. Which felt like way too long. Like it felt like, I mean, just from what I saw, it was like, no, that was a goal, right? Like I think I even well, I mean, clearly account, when you were, like, you were when they finally showed like where the goal where the puck was sitting, it was very clear that it was a goal. I think the issue, and Jeff and Jody even said this too, was that Wes McCauley waved it off on the ice. And if it wasn't for Jake Voracek being like, no man, that's a goal. You need to look at this and like convincing him to go and look at the tape and essentially communicate with Toronto, um, you know, but it was definitely a goal. So it was very clearly past the blue line. And so that's the first goal for Patrick um, this evening. And then a whole lot of nothing happens. Just a lot of back and forth. Um, I do believe, was it in the second period that Seth Jones had his goal? Yeah, his almost goal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it would have had to have been because I think that would have made it 4-3 when it happened. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think it would have had to have been. But, yeah, obviously, no, that one, that one doesn't happen, <laughs> which was just like – uh, those moments are so demoralizing when you're in the building. Like I've seen those moments. You've seen those moments. If you're listening, you've probably seen those moments where like the, especially at nationwide, cause the cannon goes off, like all this kind of stuff. And it's just so bad to just be like, Nope. Yeah. There was a tweet. There was a tweet that said like, and the Chicago Blackhawks will now be charged $5,000 for an unnecessary goal horn. So I mean, with us, you know, a powder keg went off. That's a that's Literally. an effort. I know um, it's been a while. It's it's been a while. I should be over this. But do you remember that one time that somebody launched the streamers during the shootout when we still I had? Do. <sighs> I do remember. You were very upset because it's unlucky, and then it was also anticlimactic when we did win. And there weren't a second set of streamers to go off. No, it was giving me very much pandemic energy, no streamers of the games. Yes. That was something that made me very excited when we came back this season to the arena that they brought back the streamers. Because if you remember in the last half of last season, they were even when we were there, they were not doing streamers. So, and those are an important part to me and to many people. So I've heard. Um, but yeah, so not a, not a whole lot happens. We spent most of most of the um, second period up four two, or yes, up four two um, until close to about with two minutes left in the second period, Chicago gets another goal, uh, making it four. What? I said my bad. Yes, I was entirely Jeremy's fault. Because he was bored and spoke it into existence. So, um, end in the second period, 4-3. Um, and then again, Patrick comes in, um, not as quickly into the third period, um, but sets us up with another two-goal lead. Chicago quickly says, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> and Adam Boquist, uh, bestie, uh, cuts to the um, lead again. Uh, with a goal from Debrinkent. And then Oliver Bjorkstrand finding his way. Finding his way, getting his 15th goal of the season. Puts us back with a two-goal lead. 
And then finally to finish it out, to make up for that missed shot in Washington, Patrick Laine sends it home seven to four. The Blue Jackets take it over the Blackhawks. And I mean, it's a game that just I I was never worried about it really. Like when when we went when we would let the Blackhawks back within one, it just felt like we were always going to get another goal. We were always going to find a way to score again. And it just kind of feels like where they're at right now as a team, right? Like, you know, four wins in the last five. Um, you look even further back than that. I mean, hell, um, four wins in the last five. Seven, no, six of the last eight. So, I mean, it's, it's been a good stretch for the Jackets. Um, you know, dating back to that win against New York at home after having laid that egg against Calgary. But it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't get easier. It doesn't get easier mm-hmm. after this. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead. We'll do some quick third stars because we also have a fun little thing we did today that I want to get to. But my quick three stars. Uh, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Chinny. I'm going to go with Chinny three. I think Obviously, I mean, for him, getting having a multi-point game is huge at this point of his, his development. Played really well. He's been playing really well. Like he's just a he's he's been good. Like he was not good against Calgary, I'll admit, but he, you know, did well tonight. Gets on the score sheet. We love to see it. My number two, also getting on the score sheet tonight. Uh, two assists on the evening. Uh, number eight, Zach Orensky. His first time playing against his former defensive partner, Seth Jones, who also had an assist tonight. But, you know, really you leave that game and the talk is about Zach Wierenski. And I think that, that that's cool. Like, that's cool. Like, like that's something he should be proud of. That's something this team should be excited about. Because, again, as we've talked about, um, <laughs> eventually, hopefully someday, um, we'll look back on that trade for Seth Jones and we'll recognize that, wow, the Jackets were really made out for this. And they still have a really strong number one defenseman in Zach Orensky. It was really a spoil of riches in Columbus during the time that we had both of them. And so uh, definitely going to give him my second star. And it's, I mean, how do you, how do you not give it to Patrick Line? <laughs> like your, your number one star. I mean, how do you not give him the first star? How do you not give him the cappy? You just have to like, obviously he is the story of this game. He just keeps finding a way he's he's been incredible absolutely incredible he now averages i think it's about 1.06 points per game so he's already scoring above a points per game percentage or above a point per game and i don't think he's slowing down anytime soon i mean he has now climbed his way um up to second in goals on the team he's got 16 i mean come on now like he's got six Sure, you know, he's got 16 goals. He's played 29 games. Like, so, I mean, in a normal season, that is a 45-goal game. 44, what? 45-goal pace. So, it's it's Patrick for me. Yeah, I think I think those are very solid choices. Um, I'm going to go third star Boone Jenner. Um, you know, I can say it till I'm blue in the face. His consistency and his leadership is so important to this team. And the way that he showed up over these, this five game road trip, like, is just really impressive. And for him to, you know, we're just barely over, um, the halfway point in the season and he, is continuing to have one of his best seasons. He hit his 20th goal tonight. Um, And yeah, I think it's just, he is going to continue to be the, you know, the solid like person to look to for everyone on this team. So number three for Boone. I think my number two is going to be Oliver. Um, I have really liked seeing Oliver um, get his confidence back and really start to um, put it in the back of the net. In the net. Um, 
over these last few games. And tonight was another, you know, to push us over to that two goal lead again. Um, big goal from him. And I think, I think we're going to see a very bright second half of the season for Oliver. So, and then of course, I mean, the finish finisher himself, he is just, you know, continuing to justify odds and expectations and, you know, show just how much of an asset he will be to our team. And I think, you know, of course, everyone's everyone's nervous and everyone's worried. And but we have a lot of lovely Finnish um, fans and friends on social media that have been doing um, some really incredible translating of interviews that not only Patrick has done lately, um, but Yarmo too. And I don't, I don't think that we should be worried. Um, I think it is a thing that is a constant. Um, it's in constant motion. Um, but I definitely don't think Yarmo is giving up anytime soon. And I honestly don't think Patrick, um, I, I think that he wants to say as well. Um, it's just a matter of getting the deal done and figuring out what works best for both sides. But, um, I don't think that we should be worried. I think that we're going to see Patrick line a in a blue jacket sweater for at least a few more years to come. So. And we also own his rights. So, like, <laughs> it's going right. to happen. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think all it points to all good things with Patrick Lining and the Columbus Blue Jacket. So, he is also my number one star. Yeah, I think I think re-signing him would be absolutely nothing but net. And speaking of nothing but net, uh, fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. And I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. The Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. You're just going to want to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus minimum age requirement and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee hot red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash slash chat. Just one slash. Um, in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-467-369. I am so really proud of my transitions, but that was a good one. Um, oh, no, I ha- I'm so glad that my mic was muted while you were reading the ad because I literally just, I just outwardly laughed um, because I was looking at Instagram quickly. And Elvis posted this um, little video of um, it's from Wolf of Wall Street, but like basically it says feel the the feeling after this trip. Good job, boys. And it's just like a bunch of Leonardo DiCaprio dancing. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I feel like Leo would be a good person to play Elvis in a biopic. Oh, He's not as tall as Elvis, though. Yeah, I don't think that super matters. They can scale everybody else back. That's true. They do film Tom Cruise from below so that he looks taller. You learn something new every day. And, friends, we're excited. We actually threw up a little bit of a a new thing um, that we're doing. We're going to have you all contribute some questions every episode. We love hearing from you. As we've always said, we're the people's podcast and what better way to, uh, you know, show off the people than to have y'all ask us questions and, um, and we'll kind of go from there. But 
One of the first questions we got is from at hockey LVR lover 42. Um, they're new to the Twitter game. They've got one follower um, and they follow one person and it's us and uh, we follow them. So um, I'm just saying that we're best friends now with hockey lover 42, but hockey lover 42 asks which player on the blue jackets has the hardest shot. And that's, there are two answers to this question, if you ask me. One is today, and one is what's the answer to this question in five years? And I think the answer is different. Oh. Personally. I would have just gone with, like, today. Um, sure. Or like, no, that's fair. I just like or to just like, It really just depends. Like, for me, it really just depends on, like, if a player is shooting from, like, their sweet spot. Because, like, obviously, if it's that, then it's Patrick 100%. Because his slap shot is, like, crazy. But you can also say that about Chinnikov, but he hasn't had as many opportunities. And I also think Boone has a pretty hard shot. But he's got to be in his, like, I forget what um, Brian and Jean-Luc are calling it. It's, like, the captain's captain's crease or captain's corner whatever there's like that area in front of the net that's like yeah, boone's yeah. area yeah, um yeah. and he's got a pretty hard shot but i would say between patrick and boone probably if we're talking See, now but you seem to yeah. have a future prediction which is chinnikov like i think you are exactly right like i think like his shot is just like crazy um, so yeah, I, I would go Patrick now and I would go Chinny in the future because you can see, I mean, he's just, I mean, and, and Patty has this ability too, right. To just like snap it quick. And so does Oliver. Like we're not talking about Oliver in this conversation, but Oliver's shot is, it's maybe not hard, but it's, it's probably one of the better shots on the team. So I think the Jackets have like quite a few really good finishers on this team. Um, and uh, you know, one of them just happens to be finished, but I think that I think that there's a, a bevy of scoring talent on this team right now, and that's never something that you want to be upset about. Yeah, agreed. So we've got a couple of we've got a little bit of a double dipper. We've got uh, our friend Julieta and Kelly kind of asked the same question. Um, so that would be who's been the biggest surprise this season, um, both positively and negatively. Um, Kelly, same situation. Who have you been most and least impressed with this season? Wow. Um, I can jump in first. I, for me, when I think of least impressed, um, it's hard because part of me wants to say that I've been not very impressed with some of the players that you have pegged as like guys who could have made a step. Like, like there's no reason that after everything that's happened in the last couple of seasons that Gabriel Carlson shouldn't be making a push to be on this roster. There's no reason that after everything that's happened in the last couple of years that Kevin Stenland shouldn't be making a push to be on these rosters, especially after they both played, I don't want to say significant time last season, but they both saw ice last season. And so for me, I look at those two, they come to mind pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I wish Elvis would be a little better this year. I, I don't love his stat line. I don't love the doubt that that creates for people when they consider and they talk about the future of Blue Jackets goaltending. And the first person they mentioned is Daniil Tarasov, who's only played two, who's only started two NHL games. So I don't know. I have, I have a little bit of a... I wish that Elvis had been has been better this year, but in terms of on the positive, I think I think Andrew Peak. I think Andrew Peak is a player that I would say has surprised me. I mean, that's somebody who was a part of that conversation. Like, who is it going to be between Gavin Bay, Ruther, Gabriel Carlson, um, Andrew Peak? Who are these players? Like, who's going to make the team? And he's gone from that to being. To, to playing alongside of Zach Orensky and all of that, of course, partially because of injuries on the defensive core, whether that be to Dean Cookin earlier in the season, whether that be to Jake B now, but I've been, I've been pretty impressed with him. Um, 
And somebody who I think we don't talk about very much right now because he's not playing is Alexander Tex. Yeah, I've been impressed with Tex. You know, that's something that I know I haven't made unclear on the show. So those are my... What? You enjoy watching Alexander Texier play hockey? Just the same way that you I enjoy watching Boone Jenner and Elvis Merzlikens play hockey. But um, So go ahead, let us know that your most surprising player has been Boone Jenner and who who's your least. I think that you're just super rude sometimes. <laughs> I just think that you are super rude. Um, no, I think... I think it is important to like, especially in this like slightly over midway through, you know, we're only a few weeks away now from the trade deadline. Like you have to start thinking about these things critically and looking at the overall performance. And we did that a little bit when we did the, you know, higher, lower game um, a couple weeks ago. But I think for me, expectations wise, I think someone who has not come really close um and i know i'm probably gonna take some heat for this because a lot of people um really enjoy him um but jack roselvick i mean i don't think jack has at all lived up to the expectation (laughs) lived up to the expectation um that anyone really had for him or that he had for himself i mean i think that if you ask Jack, I don't think he's exactly thrilled with his performance this season. Um, And I think for a lot of people, it causes a lot of mixed emotions because, you know, there's the added thing of Jack is a hometown guy, like born and raised in Columbus came up through the Columbus hockey system. Um, and I'm not saying at all that Jack is a bad hockey player. You know, if you got all the way up to the NHL, you're not a bad hockey player. Like, yes, sometimes we're like, you're bad at hockey. Like it takes a lot to get up to the NHL level, but there's just something about our system or something about, you know, changes that have been made or, or whatnot that are just not working for Jack right now. And, um, for me, he just hasn't met that expectation. Um, and then as far as surprise me in a good way, um, I think I'm going to go with Jake Bean. He's not playing currently cause he's injured. Um, but I think from the gets, um, he's been really impressive. We took a lot of defensive hits over this off season and losing, um, <laughs> in losing, you know, Seth Jones and David Savard and, um, a lot of really heavy parts of our defensive end and like Jake Bean, um, he just, <laughs> Jeremy's doing things to make me laugh while I'm trying to be serious. Hence why he is super rude. Um, But, yeah, he's just been very impressive. I mean, he is quietly making himself known um, on the defensive end, and I think he does a lot of really cool things in his preparation to make him a better defenseman. And, you know, my hope is that, you know, once we get him back in the lineup, he can continue to do that. But for me, as someone who hasn't always paid as much attention to defensive players, like, he has really made an impact. for me this season so far. Yeah. No, I mean, I, after you said Jack, I'm like, yeah, that's probably fair. That's probably <laughs> a fair, fair one that I just totally like forgot about entirely. But, but yeah. Uh, so then it looks like our last question. Um, and uh, I'm just going to go ahead and call this um, our last question. And the winner of two tickets to the Blue Jackets game against the Toronto Maple Leafs on February 22nd um, comes from Alec Tipton. Um, So at OVO underscore Tipton N. Um, So shout out to you, my friend. I'm assuming there's some Drake love happening in your, in your username. So you've got good music taste Um, (laughs) and you've got, you've got good taste in hockey because you're a Blue Jackets fan. So shout out to you, my friend going to go see the Toronto Maple Leafs 
come to town and, and play the Blue Jackets and hopefully watch Austin Matthews get um, bitch slapped a little bit. So um, fingers crossed. <laughs> so um, uh, Alec asks, with Line A being so hot right now, is it a good time to sign him? Will he be on the team next year? And I think I think we've made it pretty clear, like where we stand on this whole thing personally. I, in terms of like, is it a good time to sign him? I, th- I still think to this day, maybe like our second or third most popular tweet from our Twitter account is, no, our tweet from our Facebook account. I'm, I don't know. But um, was the tweet where the off season started to get crazy and I tweeted, thank God, can we, like this is an Oliver Bjorkstrand appreciation post for just signing his fucking contract so that we don't have to worry about that this summer. That's exactly how I feel with Patrick Line, because I don't know if you've been here before, but sometimes Blue Jackets Twitter is insufferable and the longer that he goes without being signed, the more I have to read about what is going to happen with all the like catastrophe things. So I think now is as good of a time as ever to sign him. But I think... I, I don't think he's going to sign right now. I think he's going to finish the season. I think he's going to put all of his cards on the table, show what he's got. Um, and he's going to, he's going to demand some cash. He's going to demand some cash. He's probably going to demand some term if he wants to stay in Columbus. That's, I mean, that's obviously the big if also don't know if you're new here, everybody, but um, there's some trauma associated with that conversation. So I get where people might be like, if he wants to be here, if he wants to be here, all signs point to he is content here, but I understand where people are coming from. So I think he'll be a Blue Jacket next year. I hope that it's longer than just next year, but I do think he'll be a Blue Jacket next year. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I, I don't think – I mean, I 100% agree with the – I would love if we could just get it over with because, like you said – Blue Jackets uh, related social media can get, as you termed it, insufferable in situations like that um, because people start to freak out and, you know, all that sort of jazz. But um, I agree. I don't think that we're going to sign him before the end of the season. Um, I honestly don't know that Yarmo is like, I mean, I know he's working on it, but like, I don't know that he's super like, I don't think it bothers him to wait until, you know, I think he's made the decision already that he's not going to be a, a piece to play at the trade deadline, obviously. Um, But, you know, it would be nice because we did have, we did have a couple of those circumstances over the summer, like with Oliver and then out of nowhere with Zach deciding to sign his contract um, and Elvis as well. Like, you know, those were people that, it, it was nice to get them out of the way. It was nice to have, you know, the, the solidification of some key pieces and Boone too. I don't know why I can totally forgot the man whose shirt I'm wearing. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> but so it's, it's nice to have those things. And yes, everyone's going to be on pins and needles until, you know, pen hits paper with Patrick and yeah, it's going to come down to the money. It's going to come down to the term. and. I think Patrick is young enough where he is content to be in Columbus because he knows in the off season, he can kind of do whatever he wants. Like he, (laughs) he's not tied down with like a family or anything. So like he can go and travel and spend the off season wherever he wants to. I mean, as long as he has a, a training facility nearby, like, um, so whether he goes home to Finland or he goes and hangs out in Ibiza for three months, wearing many bright colors, um, like he, he has that freedom. Like, so I think for him, like he has enjoyed being in Columbus. I don't, and it, you know, for all those novice people who are like, everyone hates playing in Columbus. That's not true. Um, And it's also not a, like, you don't have to live here year round if you don't want to. Like, no one is tying them down and telling them that they have to live in Columbus year round. So cool it. Um, But yeah, so I, I do think that he will be a Blue Jacket 
next year. It's just for a matter of money and for how long. Um, but hopefully it is it is for more than one year um, and we get some more time with with him because I think I've said it a million times. I think we are a beneficial combination um, to both parties. I don't know that I'm afraid to sign him between nine and ten million. We have the money. I, I mean, the question is, like, what's the term on that? Because then you have to start thinking about who you need to pay in the future. But I'm not afraid of that. Like, to be frank, like, I don't know. Maybe I'll regret that. I would like it to be like at least three or four years if we're going to pay him that kind of money. Uh, I think, I mean, like, I'm thinking like five to seven. Like, I would like for it to be five to seven. Because, I mean, like, because he's what, 23? Because that's the thing, right? So he signs a five year deal here. He'll be 28 going into his last, going into his free agent, like UFA. That's, I mean, usually players still get coined. At that twenty or twenty eight, I mean, think about what he could be doing at year twenty eight. Like, he could be just as, if not better, than he is now. But yeah, I think you buy in. I think you buy in for as long as you can. But, but yeah, great questions. We really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. Hopefully, we'll do some more of those because they're a good time. But uh, one other thing that I had on my radar, just to give a little quick shout out. to the man that Laura once called Mr. Clean. Is that what you called him? No, you said magic ball, like crystal ball. Yarmo Kekarwainen. Um, oh, no, I said that he has like a lair. He has like a bat cave. I think you said he has a bat cave that somebody polishes his head at. I think yeah. Um, and, and Mike Todd, Mike Todd texted us. <laughs> it's like, He's like, what? Um, but uh, all of that to say, congrats to Yarmo, who's uh, been the general manager for the Blue Jackets for over 700 games, which is just like crazy to me to think about the longevity of that. I think it probably goes underappreciated when you think about it. That's, I mean, eight seasons, eight, nine seasons. So, I mean, it's pretty impressive. So, shouts yeah, out to JK himself. Yeah. So, yeah, the game against Calgary was his 700th game as the general manager for Columbus. Um, I mean, I know Yarmo takes a lot of shit online, but from what I've learned about this team in, in my almost five years of being a fan and, um, you know, he's done, he's done so much and the team has grown so much and the franchise has grown so much. And so I think his fans and um, ownership should be, you know, greatly indebted to him. So um, we've got him for what at least three more years. Is that what he signed on over the summer? Why did I think it was a five year contract? It might be five, maybe John Davidson's is five. So one of them signed a five year contract, I'm not sure, but nevertheless, we've got him for a, for a long bit. time. Um, and then my little shout out is that officially well it's technically friday now but when we started recording this um it was two weeks until i'm gonna be picking you up from the airport for jeremy's grand return to columbus um for not only my birthday but some very exciting blue jackets related festivities i hear we're retiring a jersey so That means we're officially basically two weeks out from lifting 61 into the rafters for Mr. Rick Nash. Um, And a lot of, a lot of blue jackets hockey between now and then. Um, So the blue jackets will be back on the ice on Sunday, six o'clock back at home for the first time um, in basically three weeks. So, um, at six o'clock against Buffalo. So we will hopefully, I mean, unless something crazy happens, hopefully be talking about a Blue Jackets win against Buffalo on Tuesday for our next episode. Um, but until then, you can follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at Subjectively Pod. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. At- speaking did you just sorry, interrupt my yeah, you just couldn't so handle that sorry. i so smoothly transitioned into you didn't it even have to so tell good. me to do it it was so good 
So I'll we have a website. <laughs> we have a website, subjectivelyspeaking.com. And then also, if you've seen on social media, and we've been talking about it in our last couple of episodes, we are currently doing a merchandise special um, on our merch store leading up to March 1st, which is Hockey's for Everyone Night and Nationwide Arena. Um, anything purchased from our merch store featuring our Pride logo, um, all of those proceeds will go directly to You Can Play, which is an incredible organization helping to make um, all sports more inclusive and open um, for kids and adults in the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and we just want to help them continue in their incredible efforts. So you can check out our merch store at subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. And lastly, you can rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Please give us a rating and a review on Spotify now. And then also, come on. <laughs> Let's just, come on. Just a couple more ratings on Apple Podcasts. I know you can do it. Um, but yes, we just love and appreciate all of you so much. And we will be back with you next week. That we will. And we are so looking forward to it. We hope you are too. Uh, again, the Jackets taking on Buffalo on Sunday. So hopefully Monday we have plenty of fun stuff to talk about for episode 98. We're so close. We are. I'm going to throw it out here in advance. We're probably going to skip an episode at some point, so that way our 100th episode can be when we're together. So everybody just kind of like be on the lookout for that. There might be one episode, that only one week that only has one episode. It might be next week. It might be the week after. Nevertheless, we are so excited for all the fun things to come, and we hope you are too, and we will talk to you all soon. Bye.